Welcome to Denver Airport, sir. Do you have your boarding pass ready? All right, thank you. And your name? Romero! George! Why are you working here? You're like 10 years old. Well, I spent uh, $800 on V-Bucks on Fortnite. What's uh, a V-Buck? On my dad's credit card. And now he's making me pay it off. What, what is a fork fight? Is that a dinner fight? You fight with forks? No, the video game Fortnite. And why do you smell like cheese and Jeopardy? What cheese? I don't smell like cheese, you little bastard. What are you talking about? Here's your ticket. Try hard enough. Get out of here. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on here? Oh, man, George Romero. What? what? Oh, my God, it's an honor. Um, yeah. Is my son bothering you? Some, what's what's going yeah, on? Yeah, this, this little Captain Crunch is full of vinegar and spice. He's saying evil things to me and treating me like garbage. Yeah, because you are garbage and your movies are trash. Oh, yeah? Have you seen my movie, Fists of Fury? It's where I knock out a ten-year-old little... Oh, wait, 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 I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Uh, you know what? Here, let me let me pay for your ticket, and let's just get you on your way. I, I apologize. Get out of here, you freeloading dusty fart. Hey, 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 hey. Jeez. I'm really sorry. You're gonna let this little asshole talk to me like that? Where's the goddamn respect in this country? Look, 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 oh I'm really God, sorry. Denver Airport is a shithole. The truth is, I do a podcast with two of my buddies. A what? And, you know, we talk about you all the time. We review your movies. We think you're a legend. You're an icon. Um, is there anything I could get you to say real quick on a, a recorder? You know, just for the show? It would mean a lot to me and the guys. It, it would Let be me huge. get this straight. Your son is working at the airport at the age of 10 because he spent $800 on your credit card for a video game called Fork Fight. It's Fortnite. And he treats me like a piece of garbage. I I'm really sorry. And now you want me to say something about your radio show? I, I mean, if you can. Hey, I got something for you. Here, here. Oh, here. sweet. Come okay. closer. Here. Yeah. Uh, let me hit record. Closer. Right here. And okay. there's is it the recording? Mic. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Here it is. Oh, you bastard! Oh. And your son are pricks! And this airport sucks! Oh my god, you broke my nose! That's right, that'll teach you respect and your little shit, too. You know what? Something's wrong with Denver Airport. This, this needs to be investigated. Get out of here, you dusty fart. Tonight, on the Midnight Train Podcast. Even though George Ramirez was severely disrespected by a 10-year-old, at the Denver airport nonetheless, we discuss the Denver airport. What is with the Denver airport? Is there something suspicious? Or perhaps haunted? So sit back, grab your drink, turn the volume to 11, Warning, we say things like dry socket infection with no painkillers, my uncle's burnt ravioli, juicy wet hole in a grapefruit, and what if a ratchet face toothgasm shark bastard butthole skunk bit me? Listen at discretion is advised. All aboard!
Hello, passengers, and welcome to season three, episode 17 of the Midnight Train podcast, where we bring the dark to light. You guys know what that means, right? We make fun of and joke about creepy shit while bringing you as much information on each topic as possible. I am your host, the conductor of the cryptic, Jonathan Sayer, and with me, of course, is my co-host, the man that puts the F in WTF. It's Mr. Jeff Butchko. How are you today, sir? Well, hello. How's it going? I'm good. Yeah? Good. Nice. Hey, Jeff. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, that's right. You can finally <laughs> swear. Yes, it's back. And uh, she we, begged us to, to swear. Yeah, this episode, actually, we, we actually had quite a few people that said it was just really just weird hearing us just do the whole thing and trying to then go for sippy cups and pacifiers. Yeah, people are just used to, you know, our off the cuff banter. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, with us, the purveyor of the paranormal and the guy who never seems to wear actual pants. Mr. Moody. <laughs> Woo! Uh, so today I am. For reference, the only time I wear actual pants is when I go to work. Uh, I notice you and never then I'll wear, wear pants. And then I wear the same one pair of pants all week and then wash it over the weekend. That's I do uh, I do three-day turnaround. Yeah? Yeah, I, I'll I do, well, two, two to three days. I had a couple pairs, but uh, one of them I ripped from the uh, belt loop down to my back of my knee at work the one day. Uh-oh. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, you, but, you, know, you at least change your underwear every day though, right? No. Why would you do that? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you see my, did you see my shorts today? I, I, I did. They're yeah. uh, unicorns. My Rainbow unicorn squad shorts. Festive. Yeah. My daughter That's... wanted me to get them. So I bought them. If uh, I yeah. ran into you at like a gas station or a truck stop, I'd be very frightened. I, the lady, the guy, I, I stopped to grab a drink earlier. Is he going to kill us? Like, think, think like you're at the cooler and you're just getting like, I don't know, a vitamin water or whatever. And like, all of a sudden he's just there behind the door, you know, like just staring at you with those shorts on. Yeah. It's a big beard. And just yeah. He's, yeah. He's going to kill Hi, us. Hi, guy. I might, I might. I might. You never know. That's hilarious. Well, yeah, we're, we're back after our, our little. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. There you Try go. Fuck. Yeah. All right. You got, just, it all right. you got it out. <laughs> Jeff, you might as well get it. Yeah, fuck. Right, hey, quick, is. quick shout out to my son, by the way. Oh yeah, awesome job for helping out the intro. Apple Tree, right? Awesome. Yeah. Job. Creative yeah. minds have been passed I'm, down. I'm, I'm a little bummed out that he was giving uh, George Romero the rub there, but uh, it's okay. I think it's hilarious. It's okay, yeah, it's he's kinda... a dusty old fart. That was <laughs> all him, by the way. I scripted most of it, but he threw in those like little <laughs> quips, and I'm like, it, it almost made me cry. I'm like, That's I'm awesome. so proud, I'm so proud. Yeah, you good did stuff. such Honestly, a good job. Did he really spend eight hundred dollars? No, God, oh, no. Okay. He, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, you, you wouldn't hear that. <laughs> He'd be in uh kitty prison. <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine how that would turn out. Yeah. Right. Be bad. All kinds of bad. He'd be working at John's bar, cleaning the floors for nothing for free <laughs> with a toothbrush. Yeah. Yeah. Put him downstairs in the, yeah, that's right, yeah. clean out downstairs in, in the, the dungeon. Yeah. 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 You don't want to do that. Yeah. All right. You beautiful bunch of awesome <laughs> passengers out there. Hopefully. You're having an awesome day. And, uh, you know, if anyone hasn't told you lately that you're awesome, guess what? We just did because you guys are awesome because you're listening to us <laughs> right now. And, of course, you guys know that we are just three goofballs and assholes that love history and cannot get enough of the mysterious. We want you all to know how much it means that you you actually listen to us. Right, Jeff? Absolutely. I mean, it's important. It's, it's, it's And the feedback cool. we get. I mean, our community is growing and it's just awesome. Like every day somebody's posting something new and there's 
conversation yeah going it's, on. it's very cool and uh you know people are jumping up on the the new forum over on the the, the, the website yes you know so it's that it's going to be a weird transition because i know a lot of people are used to just going on to facebook and then you just well, go into it i i've been i've been pretty much mia from facebook for the past like week and a half uh, unless someone like tags me or the the podcast thing uh it's the greatest thing i've ever done by the way it's oh yeah it's, i have uh, too i've cut it down but, quite a bit but I will, I've been finding a lot of cool articles and stuff that I, uh, I will also, I'm going to go back on. I'm going to post a lot of them on the Facebook group as well. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. So John put together a really nice forum on our site, which is www.themidnighttrainpodcast.com. If you go on there, there's a forum section, sign up. It's, it takes, I don't know what, a minute, if not, if, mm-hmm. if even, yeah. you just got to yeah. verify email, whatever, set up your profile. And <laughs> the then you can, thing, you can post. The thing about that is I got off of Facebook, but to sign up for the forum, I just signed up through Facebook. Did you? <laughs> I used my yeah. Facebook to sign up for the forum. I'm like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, at least you Zuckerberg's like, I have him yeah. for life. <laughs> we know where you are at all times. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys aren't part of that, definitely get on there. Uh, like I said, we're going to be trying to shift a lot of stuff out of Facebook. We'll still be on Facebook. But we're trying to shift it over to our site. At least like the, so at least the forum wise and stuff. Yeah, because like there's you like know. gifts and like you could do all kinds of fun stuff in yeah, there. Yeah. So we're gonna have fun with it. And plus, there's all kinds of different things that uh, I've been researching that we can actually add in there for people to just to, <laughs> just to make it more fun. Can we do like so, a Skype with chainsaw in a bathing suit, singing candy? Probably. <laughs> probably. I, I don't see why. All not. the iPads. <laughs> <laughs> also, real quick, uh, before we get too far. <laughs> We have our footage from the crawfish, which, yeah, crawfish boil, yeah. which was a lot of fun, by the way. I'm really glad awesome. you guys came out. It was, it was really fun. cool to see you yelling at your kids nonstop. I was like yelling at everybody, yelling kids. at your dogs and just, just having a good time, kids. you know, and uh, we had a lot of, a lot of fans, a lot of friends. It was really cool. So we got a lot of footage from that. I'm going to be putting together um, shortly and it's going to go on the bonus bonus train. train. Bonus train. So yep. if you're not part of the bonus train, get on there, sign up, get it done. Yeah, Cause there's all kinds of cool stuff in there too, that, you know, you guys, if you haven't listened to any of it, there's, you know, some secret episodes we've done in there. There's some dumb songs that we've had, you know, on the side. Um, there's, uh, the, the hope and uh, wish of two separate um, movie reviews that we never actually <laughs> got to put up. So, uh, you know, that's there. I mean, it's just not there. So anyway, um, yeah, get on there and sign up, man. It's it's a fun time. You know, one more little shout out to you, real quick. Uh, so Skeleton Sisters, I was listening to their podcast, uh, the latest episode of Werewolves, really good. Um, at the end, they plugged us a lot, so I want to th- say thank you for that. And if you guys are listeners of the Skeleton Sisters podcast and you're new here, welcome aboard. Uh, hopefully, we don't derail too bad, and hopefully, uh, you enjoy the show. <laughs> No, we're going to do this. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's, it's with not, Moody wearing those shorts, we, we have to. Yeah, it's right? not a matter of it's not a matter of if we're going, it's, it's how when, bad yeah, we're going yeah, to yeah. derail. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you don't know who they are, look them up on Spotify. Uh check out their podcast. It's really cool. So Yeah, they're awesome. Two uh sisters that do all kinds of paranormal from Joyce. Kind of New Joyce from Jersey. Which I noticed that Jesse, when we had her on the the show for the uh, during the quarantine, she really didn't have like a they didn't have they the do ac- on the their accent? podcast. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. Because oh. I listen to like every episode, and you, there's there's subtle little like things here and there where you can hear you the can accent catch, come you can out, catch it. and then it's yeah. like Aussie oh, T-shirt yeah. time, woo woo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry guys. <laughs> oh, we're gonna be like fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they yeah. know they're from Jersey. They know Jersey. They're going to make fun of us on their next episode. I know. Like, I hope Hi, so. I'm from Cleveland. Dude, well, dude, it's yeah. like, look, look. Let me get my know, pillow milk. Yeah, I need some milk. When when you're from somewhere that everyone talks shit about all the time, like Cleveland or Jersey, you know it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. you live there. You know. Is. 100% you know. Yeah. yeah like, so thank you guys. Yeah, for sure. Thank and you. And hello to new listeners if you're new. 
Yeah, new listeners. That's awesome. We love new listeners. And make sure, like like we were talking about, go in there and sign up on our website. Or, you know, if you do happen to be on Facebook, you can go to our page over there. Um, you know, the the we have a private group forum thing. Um, Jeff is swinging stripe from the gremlins <laughs> above our heads right now. It's kind of odd. Yes, um, and also, in saying that, you know, please stop over movie. to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening or you are listening to um, <laughs> you us listening? right now. <laughs> wherever you, Where wherever you're you listening. listening. Um, and give us a five-star review. Um, you can say whatever you want. Surprise us, of course. Uh, you can also find us on Spotify by typing the, the Midnight Train Podcast in their search bar. Spotify. Spotify. Hey, that's where I listen, man. Yeah. That's where I do, too. And click the follow button, because then you'll get each episode as they are released. Also, make sure you listen until the end of this episode to hear next week's episode topic. <gasps> bum, and, bum, bum. As well as a new track by the can band. We get, can we get that button? What's that? Like the bun, dun, dun button. Do we have that? Why? You just did it. Yeah, just do it manually. Just do it manually. Use your You voice. got the shorts for it. So. Yeah. <laughs> I got the shorts for a lot of things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you listen to the end of the podcast, the, this week's episode, and you'll hear a new track by the band Tijuana Sunrise. Oh, in their I know version. Those guys. Yeah, in their version of the, uh, the Wizard of Oz classic, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. I thought it was Tijuana Donkey Show. I mean, that's not a band. That's a sh- that's like a performance. That's a bachelor party performance. <laughs> and kids, you're confused. Ask your ask parents. Your parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's turn on the lights. <laughs> your son's gonna be running around. <laughs> Do you want a donkey show? Do you want a donkey show? You probably will, that little bastard. Uh, right. Let's turn on the lights, adjust our seats, grab a drink, and uh, let's get spooky. But first, here's a toast to all of you beautiful motherfuckers. John Denver, Denver Airport, John on a jet plane, right? Anybody Dude, get the, the correlation here? So many levels. I know. It's wonderful. It's like eight degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> That's actually uh, pretty fucking hilarious. That's awesome. He did write, um, um, what is it? Uh, uh, the, the, the country roads. It's a good one. Country road. Freaking love that song. There's a love metal it. version of that. That's so, it's awesome. You know what? The I punk don't, version is fantastic. Is there, oh my god. Maybe one of you guys can help me with this because I don't know a whole lot about John Denver. Uh, except that if you watch movies, John Denver was full of shit. But uh, <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> well, according no. to uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, according to uh, that, so yeah, the, the Saint Saint Louis Blues hockey team, right? Uh-huh. At some point, that's like become country roads has like become their song. That like the crowd sings and shit, and I don't know why, and I've been too lazy to look it up. But does John Denver have anything to do with St. No, Louis? No, it's like one of the, it's like Sweet Caroline in Ohio State. You know what I mean? Or what is that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, no, it's Hang hey, on Sloopy. Yeah, that's it. Well, <laughs> it's just like drunk people. It's easy song to remember, and they can sing like, I just to didn't it. Know, that's all it is. Because I don't know shit about John Denver, so it's I didn't an know. Anthem. It's, it's become an anthem. There it's you just go. weird. A bunch of that's people what we need from, to do, John. By the way, we need to St. write Louis. one anthem, get rich, and just be done. Right? I fuck I, yeah, I, I fucking agree. Let's just let's do that. Yeah. Well, that, I think that's the point. You know what? Let's do that. Speaking yeah. of anthem, let's do a grilling anthem. Speaking like, of you know, anthem, when you're grilling the burgers and hot dogs, <laughs> there, there needs to be an anthem for this? the dads at grill. I like meat. Dude, claps in there to make it like in unison with all the drunks. This, this, this podcast needs a fucking anthem. Oh, we need a theme song. We do need a theme song. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, let's. Can we make it like Family Matters? Or dude, whatever, dude. It could be like an old like eighties. Yeah, yeah. 
Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman, the paperboy, the evening TV. And for all you people out there that don't know that, yeah, we're fucking old. All right, that's wow. That was like that was like we're showing our nineties. That was like record time derailment right there too. We're not even like yeah, yeah. Welcome new listeners. Twelve minutes deep. Jesus. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> All right, so we are moving on here to the the Denver airport. So you know. So could I ask? So you know, I don't sure. do the research because you guys won't let me dip into that. Well, Correct. you can't read. You can't read <laughs> I either. Can't read so. either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you first said Denver airport, you posted on our chat, and you're like, "Dude, Denver airport," and that's all you said, <laughs> right? And I was like. Okay. Yeah, like, I mean, is I he like, going what, to Denver? What like, what, what's with the Denver airport? You, yeah, you kind of questioned, and like, you came back. I don't know, like ten minutes later on the chat, you're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> exclamation! And I'm like, and I'm like, I don't even want to know. I, I'm just gonna wait and see. So <laughs> I, I have no idea crazy, what man. you're about to bring to the table, and dude. It's pretty. It's it's pretty awesome. It really right. is. Like, uh, as we'll get into. So of course, Denver, Colorado, home of the Nuggets. The Broncos. Nuggets. No, I believe it's the Nougats. <laughs> no, I think that's a different thing. <laughs> the yeah. Denver Nougats. I think that's, that's a little bit. Do you know why that they are called the Denver Nuggets? Because of gold. Gold. Right? Because of gold. And uh, Denver is actually one of the uh, only metropolises that were ever built because of gold and not because of like the railway or things like that. I thought that was like out west though, like California and all that. Well, that's, a lot of, that's those, old, they did but a lot of really? those old gold towns ended up being nothing. They're just like ghosts. Yeah, they're now. gone. Huh. So they are actually like huge and that's what they, that's what started Denver. So, nice. Have um, you guys ever been to Denver? Yes. Yes. You like Denver? Like to the airport and that's it. And then out again. He's <laughs> been to the damn thing. Yeah. It was a connecting <laughs> I think flight. I have too. So Vegas or something, I, I think. I don't think I've ever been to the actual yeah. airport. But this also home of the Broncos, which if we all remember back in John Elway, John Elway, that horse tooth piece of shit. We are from Cleveland, therefore we are Browns fans, and they royally screwed us. Like three years in a row. Yeah, Fuck those yeah. assholes. That was pretty rough. And the Avalanche, which is um, Colorado Avalanche, Colorado, and they're based in Denver, which is an NHL hockey team, Woo! and I'm sure Moody knows all about those guys. They will. They were bit. also the first to legalize weed. My buddy, my buddy's a big oh, yeah. fan. Colorado. Yeah, I think yeah. so. No, but no, California, no, California was, first. was Are you sure? Yeah. yeah. Fuck California. <laughs> Sorry, California Maybe. residents. I don't know. I'm well, California sure. had the medical shit before anybody else. Yeah, the Red Hot Chili Peppers ruined California. I think Colorado might have been the first recreational. Maybe. I don't know. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, honestly, I don't know. Huh. Everyone smokes weed anyway, so it's not like... I was going to say, does yeah. it really matter at this yeah. point? Um, Denver also brews more beer than any other city in America with over 200 different beers brewed nice. daily. Jesus. Daily. They that's like the party just, out there, huh? That's just in Denver? Just in Denver. That's not all of Colorado. Nope. That's, just, that's Denver. Shit. Denver is killing it right now. Denver was also the home of Louis Ballast, or Ballast, whichever way you want to pronounce it. The guy who slapped a piece of cheese on a burger back in the early 1900s, and thus the cheeseburger was actually born. No way. He's a lucky bastard that so he's wait a minute, invented wait it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Somebody is getting credit for putting a piece of cheese on a burger. Moody, everybody gets a trophy. <laughs> well, no, he's the first guy that was like sitting around going, hmm, I wonder. And then I find it hard to believe that that is the first guy that ever put cheese he's on He's the, the first person credited for it. Well, fuck that guy. Oh, well, hold on. Hold on. Listen. <laughs> All right, but, but the thing in it, we're not here to talk about how awesome Denver is. In fact, we're actually here to discuss the Denver airport. Dun, dun, dun. Also, actually, also really quick, I want to say that the first IHOP was in Denver. It might, may have been. Huh. Is Could that be wrong. But I, that's I, where one-legged waitresses work, right? 
named Flo. <laughs> you want some syrup with your buttermilk pancakes? <laughs> and your sausage box? <laughs> your sausage box. I watched Goodfellas over the weekend, by the way. I was just laughing the whole time. Go Such get a your movie. sausage box. <laughs> So the Denver airport opened in uh, February of 1995. Denver International Airport is the largest airport in North America by land area and second largest in the world behind behind King Fahd International Airport in Saudi Arabia. I mispronounced that one there. King Fahd, is that right? Fahd or is it Fahad? I think it's Fahd. It's F-A-H-D, right? So Fahd, we'll say Fahd. Okay. Fahd or Fahd or... Fahd! <laughs> Fahd! Farquad. You know. Isn't that from Shrek? Yeah. That's the dude from Shrek. Lord Farquaad. <laughs> um, as of 2019, is the 18th busiest airport in the world. The building of the airport came in 16 months behind schedule and a massive $2 billion over budget. Oops. That's <laughs> that's a lot of money to be over budget. Yeah. You no, know? holy shit. It's because they were drunk and stoned, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, just getting, yeah. <laughs> getting snooker. Uh, I don't know, man. Just put a put a bagel shop right there. And just make the parking lot for like eighty thousand cars. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so the delays, coupled with the uh, massive overspending, then added to all of the odd things going on with the structures, artwork, and other little quirks, began the conspiracy talks, and they still rage today. Fifteen years later, we're going to discuss some of these theories. And their official explanations after the cleanliness and restraint of our last episode. Uh, expect one fucking motherfucker of a cock sucking train ride, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to go through each one of these things that we've kind of found out uh, that they say about uh, the Denver airport and what the, you know, supposed conspiracies and ghost tales and all these different things. So can I can I read something that I found really quick? Just um, kind of set a lot of this up. I don't know. Can, can you? you can you do it in a Denver, I mean, Denver I, accent? I can read it. Jeff can't, but I can read it. Can you do it in a Denver accent, though? What the fuck is a Denver accent? I don't know. What would it be? It'd be, uh. <laughs> so pretty much how I normally talk. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> you got it. No, I'm, I just want to read this. This is from uh, <clears throat> This is from an article called 15 Potential Illuminati Headquarters Around the World. Uh and this was, uh, I believe, in 2013 is when this article was written. The Illuminati. This is what it said. It said, the Denver International Airport might be the last place you'd expect to be the home base for the genocidal maniacs behind the Illuminati. That is, if you're completely oblivious to the world around you. For one, the sprawling facility is crawling with NWO iconography. Take a second and glance at the photograph above, which is actually... Um, a picture of the layout of the runways, which we'll talk about later, so I'll just I'll leave that. <clears throat> what is ominous? What is ominous looking? What's that ominous looking? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can't read? <laughs> Me? Like, I can't read? Where's <laughs> <laughs> the thing, Ed? <laughs> How's that go? <clears throat> uh, yeah. Anyways, I'm actually going to skip that part because it does talk about... <laughs> Words. No, because it talks about the runways, and I'm only okay. that for Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and don't and blah 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 and don't get us started on the artwork. Often labeled doomsday murals, these artist depictions represent the slow death of humanity and nothing else. On them, children of the world dream of peace shows a gas mask figure surrounded by women holding dead babies. Ooh, Jesus! The walls are literally covered in war and death. Plus, there is also the Denver Airport stone that says New World Order, or I think it just says New World Airport Commission, right? 
Yeah, yeah, which we'll get to. Yeah, yeah, there's a part of that in here. And contains the G compass, which is also on the Statue of Liberty, one of the Illuminati's big symbols. The utter annihilation of the human race surely begins here. At the Denver airport. Now we wait. <laughs> so that that uh, that's what people are talking about when they talk about the Denver airport. That's, and, uh, that's the Denver airport. Yeah. I just thought that that was kind of over the top, and I figured just, it'd be fun to read uh, just to kind of set up what we're talking about. Just to clarify, we used to say New World Order, NWO. That's not the wrestling team with Hulk Hogan and the Hardy Boys. No, it that, is. Right? Absolutely. Oh, it is. Yes. They're so gonna, they're, they're behind it all. They're plotting everything. Okay. Yes. I just want to make sure. Yeah. That's with uh, Nash, right? Kevin yeah. Nash yeah. and uh, and uh, Scott Hall. Yeah, and they do that. What no, is no, it no. like? Excuse that, me. That simple. Excuse me. That's Razor Ramon, dude. <laughs> Razor, Razor Ramon. Hey, Chico. <laughs> 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 he used to love that shit, man. God. All right. So let's talk first and foremost about secret societies and the New World Order that Moody was just talking about. So the theory here is that the Freemasons, a secret society that has existed for centuries, and we can ask our buddy Chris. Yeah, I was going to say we need to get Chris on that, this. Um, has, I, know, I know several Masons. Yeah? I've been trying to gather info, but they're, they're tight-lipped motherfuckers, man. Really? They don't talk about shit. Really? Wow. Don't shout no shit, won't be no shit. Maybe, should I infiltrate the Masons? Yeah. Should I get in? Absolutely. I think you should infiltrate the Masons. We'll be right back after this. What? What do you mean we're back to the show? Oh, shit. Everybody, we're back to the show. Let's have a good time. Woohoo! All right. So we're talking about the secret societies and the New World Order. NWO. That uh, that basically are held at. Also, or is also a good ministry song. Yeah, New World Order. Oh, yeah. That's a good ministry song. Oh. Sure. So we're talking about the Freemasons right now. And uh, basically, they're saying that they've controlled the airport since its opening with ties to the New World Order which is a group of elite people from around the globe who supposedly control international affairs and who were supposed to take over completely after the fall of our current civilization. So they're just waiting. Which isn't too far away. Yeah, from the looks of it right now, yeah. They're definitely gaining ground. They're getting, they're getting giddy. Yeah. They're, now, under, they're under the airport like, yeah! Now, question for you. Do you guys happen to know, and I'm just asking because I don't really know any, I'm just asking. Um, do you guys know anybody who is supposedly part of the New World Order? I know, um, um, what's his name, George... Um, Soros, yeah, like guys like that, and like the, um, I mean, it's just like all the big. Isn't the Scientology people into that? I don't, I don't know. I don't. No, I thought they were. They believe that like <laughs> there's a monster or something. I don't. Honestly, we should t- actually do Scientology one of these are, days. That would they, be a good episode. Yeah. They are a religion based off of a science fiction writer. Yeah, L. Ron Hubbard. Books. Right? Yeah, it's stupid. Fuck L. Ron Hubbard. But you know what? You know what's smart? Think of all the taxes and everything they evade because they're made a religion. So let's make a midnight train religion. Can we do that? Absolutely. They made one one out of the Big Lebowski. John, you could be the pre, like Father John. (laughs) (laughs) Father John, bless this table. My name is Father Jonathan, and get out, Satan. All of a sudden, we're a cult. Why not? <laughs> I think it'd be kind of fun. We could totally do that and then just be tax exempt for just the sheer aspect. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Just, just got a bunch of land out here. We could put up a tent. Let's do it. Have some revivals. And we shit. can make a bunch of Kool-Aid in a giant pot and give it to everybody. Uh, just <laughs> the revival songs like we like the word fuck. We like the word fuck. We like the word fuck. So go and fuck yourself. Uh, That's pretty good. Thank really, you. really quick. Really quick. By the way, um, the Kool-Aid thing is a misnomer. It was actually not Kool-Aid that Jim Jones used. He used, he cheaped the fuck out 
And he went with Flavor Aid. Yeah, it wasn't actual Kool Aid. It wasn't Kool Aid. It was, it was Flavor, Flavor Aid. Yeah, if you're yeah. going to kill everybody, save some money. <laughs> so the whole, the whole like, don't drink the Kool Aid thing is actually wrong. It's Flavor Aid. You guys ever listen to the actual footage of him talking, right? It's and convincing people. Fuck, it is one of the most just, yeah, creepy, disturbing they things. Too. They have recordings yeah. of essentially people dying and killing themselves. Yeah, and he's literally he's sitting there preaching to them. To, yeah, it's yeah. fucked up. He's preaching to them, telling them like, you know, oh, children, we are going to be going to heaven. And then people are like, this is dumb and freaking out and like saying, we're not going to do this. And then everyone else is like, you, how dare you blaspheme and all. Dude, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Anyway, but I digress. So at the south entrance of Denver International Airport, there is a dedication plaque dated March 19th, 1994. The plaque is engraved with the Masonic symbol of a compass with a capital G inside, as Moody had referred to earlier. Underneath that symbol, the New World Airport Commission is given credit for helping build the airport. <laughs> I just can't stop thinking about the damn wrestling team. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. Take it over the world, brother. You get in this airport and I'm going to make you pay. <laughs> <laughs> So although airport officials say the dedication is meant to refer to the new World Airport Commission, like World Airport, like because they're a big ass airport, right? Yep. Well, they're like one of the biggest connecting, like for connecting flights yeah. going across the yeah. U.S. They're, back and forth. They're, they're like, like they're the like biggest, the hub. They're yeah. the big, yeah. they're biggest one, one in the, the U.S., right? Well, yeah, it said earlier they're the 18th busiest in the world, which is pretty goddamn impressive. All right. Yeah. So and I think I think that from what I was reading, uh, I think almost every major airline, at least based out of the United States, has a hub there. Right. It makes so, sense. So literally like any major airline, if you're flying cross country, there's a good chance that you'll connect in Denver, things like that. So. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's, it's a big place. But regardless, there is actually no record of a group called the New World Airport Commission. So even though this is on the bottom of it, there isn't an actual um, organization called that. So hmm. it... it, it that it'll it gives credence to some people saying that that's yeah. that's why so, it's like oh it's definitely the Illuminati because why would it you can't find anything right, right. therefore now, it, it can't exist. The other the other thing I read about that was they were saying that that refers to um, several people like part of the group that basically helped plan the airport right and they just called themselves that. Which is to me is kind of a weird thing to call yourself. Like yeah, if there's is. like five of you, like let's build this airport, we'll plan it all out, and then we'll call ourselves that. Like <laughs> they're all know. outside, like the Anchorman crew, like yeah. jumping up and high fiving. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, New dude. world organization. Woo! Yeah. I've seen a couple other like theories about that too, and they're all just kind of like it's it's a weird thing to try to explain away. Yeah, it's it's odd. And conspiracy theorists believe that this is evidence that the airport was actually built by the Freemasons as part of their plan to install the New World Order. For context, here is some brief history about the Freemasons. Today, the Freemasons are a group of fraternal organizations that can trace their ancestry back to the uh, 14th century fraternities of stonemasons. Masonic lodges are the basic organizational units of the Freemasons, with each lodge having a master, two wardens, a secretary, and a treasurer, while all Masonic lodges adhere to an ancient set of principles called the Landmarks of Freemasonry. There is currently no universally accepted definition of Freemasonry. So you'll get like different people telling you different things. Like if you ask one person, this person will say, well, it's this and the other one's this. So let's just, you know, put it in there. It's an organization that people try to like keep under wraps. It's like the Knights of Columbus and the Freemasons and all those weird like right. fraternal organizations. The, the Knights of Columbus. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's bring it up to speed. So Denver Airport so far we think is a hub or a mecca 
for this new world order because everything connects to that airport. So you think that they've installed whatever there. Well, you gotta you gotta hear more of the other stuff to to kind of understand why they're, why they're saying all this. But okay, I'm just yeah. trying to bring it up to speed of yeah. where we're at. Yeah, yeah. So right now the, they're the basically basic saying the gist of it is that the Freemasons build the airport to help with the takeover of the NWO. Right. Gotcha. So while there are many political conspiracies about the Freemasons, the most relevant one is that they are secretly controlling many major aspects of government and society in an attempt to establish the new world order. Beneath the dedication plaque, a time capsule was buried. Set to be opened in 2094, it is said to contain coins, a signed opening day ball from Coors Field, Mayor Wellington Webb's sneakers, a few Black Hawk casino tokens, and other items. The capsule, which is also stamped with New World Airport Commission, and the Freemason symbol is believed by conspiracy theorists to contain something more sinister, something that could be a part of a New World Order plot. That's I, So I was reading about that as well, and... Uh... I have I haven't been able to find a consensus of what's in the time capsule. Like there's there's theories about what's in it, but I have I personally uh, I mean if it's out there that's cool. Please somebody let me know. But I haven't been able to find anything that is. This is one hundred percent what we put in there. Like, like definitive. Yeah, like yeah. nobody from what I could find, it's nobody actually knows what's, what's in there. <laughs> it's the vaccine for yes. coronavirus. Oh no! Yeah. So if anybody out there happens to know, and you can actually show us some like definitive, like yeah, because I I couldn't find it. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it anywhere either as I was looking through stuff. So another thing that theorists note about the plaque is the date. If you add up the numbers and the date, you get thirty three as the sum. Coincidentally. Ooh. 33 is also the number that represents perfection and the highest degree in masonry you can hold among Freemasons. Clever. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, we do need, see, we need, we need that button. button. We need that button. Shit. I got to get that. Yeah. Either that or you just We'll just use this from now on. <laughs> <laughs> so, was the airport built as a way of furthering the Freemasons' <laughs> bid for a new world order? The dedication plaque isn't the only hint. Many of the other parts of the Denver airport point to this theory as well. So now... Let's talk about some murals. You guys all know what murals are, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's like when you're going through the airport and you go on the, what do they call it, that ramp thing where you could just stand on it. It's like an, um, the, a the level way. escalator. Yeah. yeah. And they have all just the murals in that tunnel and pictures. the lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a great big it's fucking a big painting. Picture. Yeah, that's yeah. it. It's a big, big, yeah, painting. That's it. So for all you people out there, they're like, what the fuck's a mural? There you go. You learned something today. So anyway, the theory behind the murals is that there's two murals by Leo Tanguma that depict a blow... Uh, <laughs> uh, I read that wrong. Oh, man. That depict a bio-warfare. Oh, my God. I thought it said blow-fair. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is a blow-fair? <laughs> and do I want to be in it? You don't know what a blow-fair yeah, is? Yeah, apparently. I don't know. Step on up. All step the, on up to the blow-fair. All the kids are doing it. Right. So as Moody was talking about earlier, they actually depict a biowarfare apocalypse that will end with the New World Order taking control of the globe. The art inside the airport has long been the subject of speculation by conspiracy theorists, most notably the Denver Airport Conspiracy Murals. Not too far from the baggage claim and a location for van rentals in the Denver airport, you can find a pair of murals. These murals painted by artist Leo Tanguma de depicts uh, scenes of war and peace between people and nature. The first mural by Tanguma is called quote, in peace and harmony with nature. And it has two panels. In the first panel, people of many cultures come together to celebrate nature, gathering around a tree while animals look on. And in the second panel, humans look on at a various sick and dying animals, which are meant to represent human impact on endangered species. Okay, so that one seems pretty 
you know, he's talking about, oh, cool, there it is. That's awesome. And we'll post these up so you guys can see these too. So if you can, uh, there's like a little kid holding a squirrel and he's crying. <laughs> Fuck that kid and the squirrel. <laughs> you think the squirrel like peed on him or something? <laughs> this motherfucker took my nuts. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's sad. I'm so sorry to hear that the little guy took your nuts. So the second of Tanguma's murals is called uh, Children of the World Dream of Peace. And it also features two panels. In the first panel, children representing many cultures come together to destroy bundles of swords that are wrapped in various international flags. In the second panel, a mass soldier punches a little kid directly in the face and then kicks it across the room. I'm actually kidding about that. That's that's not what actually I was happened. like, wow. <laughs> Jeff's face was like, hmm. <laughs> they put that in the airport? <laughs> that got weird. Okay. No, it actually, uh, it is a mass soldier kills a dove with a sword while holding a machine gun in his other hand. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, check it out here. Oh, yeah, that is pretty badass. Yeah, we'll post these up there so you guys can see them. Did you see that movie? Yeah, I've seen them. Jeez. So according to conspiracy theorists, the imagery in these murals depicts the world as we know it, ending due to biowarfare or blowfare, depending on when you're at, only to be taken, (laughs) only to be taken over by the new world (laughs) order. Before being displayed in the airport, the art went through a selection panel of local artists and um, government officials. It was then approved by several government committees and the then mayor of Denver. Conspiracy theorists believe that government officials approve these murals because the officials are part of the new world order. Bum, bum, bum. See, there you go. I mean, it seems like a really, really far stretch, but these murals are kind of fucked up. To That's be honest because, with you, I'm looking at them right now, and they're yeah, they're, they're dark kind of, to be in an airport that you're just yeah. traveling through. Yeah, they're a little bit dark, but this is this is somebody who's kind of representing like his vision of the world, and it's supposed to be the world airport. Right. I'm you know surprised I mean? they let it they let it go. I mean, maybe they are part of it. Yeah. So now, when members of the New World Order want to display such blatant imagery. Are they trying to send a message? No one can know for sure. Now, while the theory of the murals representing the New World Order are the most prevalent, conspiracy theorists have interpreted the imagery in a host of other ways. So everyone, you know how art is. Art is literally like, we can all look at the same damn thing and have three different views or ideas of what that that painting or picture represents. But if I'm holding my wine glass and I'm swishing it, I know exactly what it means and you don't. (laughs) <laughs> mm, yeah see are, are you wearing your ascot at the same time <laughs> yeah. i'm swirling my wine in my glass without drinking and then i sniff it but yeah. i don't drink it and then i, I bring it back down i'm like mm, see or you sip it swirl it around your mouth for a second yeah. and then just tell us all kinds of shit that we don't care about yeah and then i go to my audi and i it's a push start it's not a key <laughs> it's, no yeah. it'd be a hybrid yeah yeah, yeah it's, you're it's gonna a have hybrid. a hybrid yeah you're gonna have some sort of and hybrid. then i go to chick-fil-a and i get spicy sure chicken just... just to switch it up a little bit get a little crazy <laughs> you sure it's just not a tesla ooh, ooh. we don't want to talk about that right now <laughs> that's a whole episode in bam, itself. Bam, bam. <laughs> jeff find that find that for me please we got oh, we gotta yeah. get that let me let me get on that all right so now Let's talk about Blucifer. <laughs> yes. All right. This thing is amazing. Blucifer. <laughs> if, you, if you've never been to... Dude, the pictures of that thing are creepy as fuck. If you've never been to the Denver airport, this thing is gigantic. It is huge. So it's a big sculpture of a blue horse that's rearing up on its back legs. Okay. It's a Mustang, right? If yeah. I'm not mistaken. Because they it's used Bronco. to... Right. Right. So they used to roam free throughout there and you know what I mean? Yada, yada. Anyhow, this thing is huge. So the theory is that the large blue horse sculpture called <laughs> What is it a murder mystery now? <laughs> it says dun 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 sound effects. Yeah, that, 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 on the midnight train's <laughs> dinner theater. <laughs> Who dies? 
<laughs> Hold on, let me swish my wine, and then I'll tell you. <laughs> Who done it? <laughs> was it? It was definitely Mr. Blue with the candlestick in the in the uh, whatever. Okay, I don't have time for this. I need to diversify my stocks. <laughs> <laughs> so they call this thing the blue it was called the blue mustang is a cursed statue that represents the fourth horseman of the apocalypse dun 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 see <laughs> I'm trying guys it's just everybody's got their own version like yeah. the, there it is yeah Perfect. that's the one right there alright let me let me. that is the one so, yeah, carry, carry on I'll, I'll work on this <laughs> that's how we do things around here on the fly baby right so Tanguma's murals aren't the only pieces of creepy art connected with the Denver airport. Outside the airport is a 30-foot tall, 9,000-pound sculpture of an angry blue Mustang standing on its hind legs. Its eyes glow red, and its official name is Blue Mustang, but it's colloquially, colloquially, the, the, the locals, <laughs> thank you, call it Blucifer, as in, you know, Blue Lucifer. Apart from conspiracies about about the uh, oh my god, my face! Are you are you stroking out? I'm stroking out again. Diabetes, diabetes, diabetes. I'm glad people enjoy when I fuck up. I I, I do. Yeah, I, I really appreciate. That's the only that. reason people listen anymore. Yeah, that's true. So apart <laughs> from the conspiracies about the sculpture, there is a very real tragic story that surrounds it. The artist who built the sculpture, Louise um Louis Louise no Jimenez oh um was killed in his studio in New Mexico. <laughs> Jimenez? Jimenez. It's probably Jimenez. What? Jimenez. There is no H. Hey, Jude. <laughs> Did you say, hey, Jude? <laughs> hey, Jude. <laughs> that's sort of guy. That's what I thought you said. <laughs> anyway. Paul McCartney. So, Paul McCartney. So Jimenez or Jimenez um, was killed in a studio in New Mexico when a piece of the sculpture actually broke off. Oh yeah, it fell on the on Jimenez, uh, serving, uh, severing an artery in his leg. Still, the completed sculpture was erected in Denver International Airport, but not without many people believing it was cursed. So, as this guy was putting it together, a large piece fell off and just fucking killed him. It hit his leg, severed an artery. Do you think he was staring at? It's like, is Vigo? He's a beautiful. <laughs> what? Ghostbusters 2? <laughs> Moody got it right away. Yeah, I get it, but what does that have <laughs> to do? He's like dying. Because what, what you know how you're staring at the painting. Oh my god. He's like, he's a Vigo! <laughs> he's a beautiful, he was a child! Dude, <laughs> uh, speaking of, you guys do know that I I have a poster of Vigo. Hanging do you really? Up. It's at, hanging up at the bar, and it's at the end of the hallway, right down by the girls' restroom. No way! I swear to god, dude. Oh my god. Has that always awesome. been there? No, I just put it up I there say, recently. I don't remember, okay, I don't I remember like, seeing I, I, it. I think yeah. I would have noticed that. Yeah, my buddy Tommy, who listens, him and his girlfriend actually listen to the podcast, he got it Hi, for Tommy. us. Yeah. Hi, Tommy! Thank you for Vigo. Stop me. He's a child. He's a Vigo. <laughs> he gave it to us for a Christmas present a couple years ago. And so That's I made awesome, sure dude. it's directly at the end of the hallway. So when every chick has to go to the bathroom, it's just staring. <laughs> it's the creepiest shit. I love it. That's amazing. So like the Tanguma morals, um, conspiracy theorists. It also believe, has bright glowing red eyes. It Don't does. That. It does. Oh, yeah. This thing has huge red yeah. glowing eyes. And yeah. uh, apparently the um, the artist who, who Jimenez, who uh, actually created this thing, he did that because his father... Um, he was a neon um, artist. Oh, okay. And so he made I didn't, the eyes I didn't red. see that. That's cool. Yeah, he made his eyes red to celebrate his father. So, hmm. And then he died. And then he died, unfortunately. And then, so conspiracy theorists believe this that is this... is for you, Papa. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you soon. <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. Stop it. Bye. <laughs> 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 fucking stop it. That's fucking <laughs> fucked up. 
God bless it. Uh. <laughs> so anyway, the conspiracy theorists believe that this piece also hints at an impending apocalypse. Specifically, they think the statue represents the fourth horseman of the apocalypse. Ah, the four horsemen. Which comes from a biblical story. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the four horsemen. Wait a minute. Why are we still talking about the WCW? Dude, it's all wrestling the NWO, related. The Maybe like, Vince the McMahon fuck? is higher up in Illuminati. <laughs> oh, right? he's definitely part of the New Ooh. World Order. Yeah. yeah, I guarantee he is. That's a good theory. Someone should look into that. Vince McMahon? For sure he is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so is, uh, what's his name? Dana from uh, UFC. Dana White? Yeah, Dana White. You that know. dude's a fucking piece oh, of shit, too. You can't find my Undertaker! <laughs> <laughs> We'll be right back after this. This episode of the Midnight Train Podcast is sponsored by Voodoo Vodka. 20 times distilled, made from pure cane sugar and handcrafted right here in Ohio. Vodka can be smooth and voodoo proves it. Drink it straight, chilled, or in your favorite mixed drink. Ask for it wherever you buy your favorite liquors or head over to voodoo.com and subscribe to their mailing list. While you're there, pick up some Voodoo merchandise and use the promo code Midnight Train Podcast, all one word, to get 10% off your entire order. That's Voodoo, V O U D O U X dot com. Promo code Midnight Train Podcast for 10% off. And you can now buy this delicious vodka online. So order some today and drink with us whenever you listen to the show. Voodoo Vodka, it's magic. And that stuff is magic. I've uh, recently been started, uh, started drinking um bloody marys oh I, I may have talked about this before um but with the the voodoo in it dude yeah. it's so good i've tried it with sunny d oh, yeah? i was trying to get my vitamins for corona fighting nice yeah it's pretty good pretty good some sunny yeah, d yeah. and some ice voodoo like some crushed ice like almost like slushy some sunny d and voodoo it's it's a nice. it's a fun neighbor, slushy drink my neighbor was talking about uh how she loves vodka and i was like well <laughs> do i have the product for you Sounds like the midnight summer drink. That's what that is. That's right, buddy. They're getting a lot of uh, a lot more <clears throat> distribution now too. I don't know if you've seen on Facebook. Like there are a lot I've of more places. I've always seen that are, they're adding more and more yeah. places. So it's good nice for them. Because there's a giant eagle right by me that has it. So and it's good stuff. Yeah. All right. So in the book of Revelations, in the New Testament of the Bible, God has a book or scroll that contains seven seals. Jesus opens the first four seals, releasing four beings that ride out on different colored horses. When he when he released the seal, it was like da, 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 da. maybe I wasn't there. Oh yeah, I don't know. Moody, were you there? No, that's no. the only seal I know. Yeah, oh, yeah like I wasn't there. Kiss from a rose. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't know if it, it may have been. Maybe there's a minute to want to say. Do you remain? No seal. My power, my pageant. No, nothing. You're lo- okay. Anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> so the first horseman rides a we, white horse. We need to get video back. Yeah. <laughs> the first horseman rides a white horse believed to represent conquest or pestilence. The second horseman rides a red horse that represents war. The third horseman rides a black horse that represents famine. And the fourth horseman, well... He rides a pale horse that represents death. No. We learned about the horseman from Metallica, James Hetfield. <laughs> There's a man going around taking names. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dude, Johnny Cash, yeah, dude, that song is so amazing. Um, while the color of the last horse is not explicitly named, the pale color is thought to reflect the, uh, the pallor of corpses. 
This story represents the Christian version of the apocalypse in which the four horsemen come down as harbingers of the last judgment. Again, the recurring theme of the apocalypse. The apocalypse? I love the apocalypse, dude. Apopalopalypse. It's the apopalypse. That was that time in the early 2000s when pop music was really shitty. Right, right. From Greece, the apopalopalypse. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, sorry. Anyway. So anyway, it's the theme of the apocalypse that harkens back to the idea of the New World Order. Um, of course, and them taking over, boistering the theory of the Freemasons controlling the airport as a part of their plot to put the New World Order in place. So there's a lot of New World Order going on with this. You know what I mean? So this seems to be the main um, ongoing theme is that this is the the hub or one of the hubs for Mecca. this. And I, and I can't wait to ask uh, Chris about this because he has to know about this. He goes, oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Denver Airport, for sure. <laughs> so let's talk about some underground bunkers. So now the theory is that there's a system of underground bunkers where uh, that were built under the airport to protect members of the New World Order. The Denver Airport opened on February 28, 1995. 16 months after it was scheduled to be completed, the airport construction was expected to cost $2 billion again. But the final t- cost total, we said this earlier, was over $2 billion. It was $4.8 billion bucks. That's dude. a lot of so, cheddar. So not only did it come in $2 billion over budget, that is almost double almost what it double. was supposed to right, be. Right, right. Yeah. How, would, how would you like to pay taxes in Denver? Nope. I don't think they... <laughs> nope. Is Colorado... They might be well played. They, don't, they might not have... They might not have the taxes there. I don't know. They got weed there now that's doing it all for them. So yeah, yeah it's paying that deficit. Yeah. <laughs> They're making all kininds of bank off of that shit. I know there's a state, some of the states don't have like the state income tax and all that. So I thought Colorado might have been one of them, but I could be wrong. So with the disparity here in uh, the time and money needed to complete the airport, it, it left a lot of people going, wait a minute, what the hell's going on here? So uh, a lot of people think that the uh, a system of underground bunkers are actually built underneath in order to you know house the global elite in case of an apocalyptic event. And that's why it took so much longer to build and that's why it was so much more expensive. Correct. Uh-huh. That's right. That's right. I just want to have like that gopher meme, you know, the gopher meme where he looks like... <laughs> so now a former airport construction worker claimed that the reason the airport was so far behind schedule was because five multi-story buildings were built underneath the facility. Construction workers who helped build the airport claim to have seen entrances to bunkers and unexplained tunnels. Correct. So you got people that worked there. Yeah. That said, yeah, man, we were building stuff underneath. That's kind of kind of sketchy. There was uh, one thing I was reading. Um, it was a guy who was actually trying to. Uh, it, w- it was in response to an article or something that was written about how uh, about the underground like tunnels and bunkers and everything like that. And um, one of the things that a lot of people point towards is actually. Um, an abandoned baggage system that they built under the airport. So there's like a bunch of like tunnels and, and things like that that were supposed to be the uh, the baggage system that that basically from day one when they started it up, it was all fucking jacked up. So they just stopped using it and did something else. And he was talking about that. And then he made a comment. Um, he said that he had worked in operations at the airport. So he had he's like, I, I literally had a key to every door. I could go wherever I wanted to. And he's like, None of this stuff exists and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, but then he made a comment about how it was weird that nobody ever talks about the electrical systems that are 12 stories down. Oh, shit. So that comment shows that there's at least 12 stories underneath the airport. So now I've heard of like FEMA camps that are like embedded in mountains and whatnot. That's part of one of that's part of some of the theories. Connected? Yes. Well, 
So when you approach the airport, um, you'll actually see that the surrounding land is filled with like just rolling hills. Okay. So however, the land around the Denver airport was completely flat before construction began. Those hills are more accurately characterized as mounds that were formed when the airport was being built. Okay. When they had to move all the land. So they had to move stuff out of the way and whatever. So in order to build the baggage claim tunnels under the airport, 110 million cubic yards of earth were removed from the ground. That's enough to cover 32 city blocks at a depth of a quarter of a mile. Oh, wow. That's a lot of dirt. A lot of dirt. So now that makes sense, though, that that you would have mounds of dirt flowing all over the place because they moved the dirt is what they did. Okay. It's like a thousand feet deep where the dirt. Yeah. So that's that's just logic in my head is that it's rolling hills now because of that. Okay. So now, according to conspiracy theorists, the amount of earth is larger than the size of the airport, meaning that there has to be more than meets the eye lying underneath the airport. More than meets the eye. Transformers. <laughs> no, no. Am I just old? I got I you. I love Transformers, dude. So all you kids out there who uh, watch the Transformers movies, that uh, used to have a, uh, a they cartoon. Used, they used to be good. And it was awesome. <laughs> Until Shia LaBeouf ruined it. Yeah. And it was awesome. And it was more than meets the eye. Transformers. Yeah, Optimus Prime was the shit. Anyway. That's right. Um, there are actually several theories as to what lies beneath the airport. Some say that there is a complex series of bunkers from members of the New World Order so that they can safely hide while the world outside ends. When the destruction is over, they can then emerge to institute their plan to rule the world. Similarly, other be- others believe that the airport houses um, post-apocalyptic fallout shelters for the global elite, though this version doesn't necessarily support the New World Order theory. Still yet, others think that the, uh, a federal emergency man- management agency, the FEMA camps. There you go, buddy. There it is. Again, try to say that again. Federal emergency management agency uh, concentration camp lies beneath waiting for future use. So, I mean, that that's actually really freaking creepy and scary if that could possibly even remotely be true. And when, re- when did they do? Was that Katrina when all that stuff started coming out, Moody? Or was About it 9-11? What? About what? All the FEMA camps. Remember there was like a couple months after one of those it's disasters. After, it's after all that shit. And then they were showing like tents everywhere one. and like the, the entrances uh, in the mountains. They did it after 9-11. They did it after um, they did it after uh, Katrina as well. They're yeah, like, like they well, were running move drills all these, or something. They're going to move all these people and then they're like, well, they're going to take them to the camps. And yeah, it's uh, every time there's some sort of major disaster. You notice we didn't hear anything it about goes. it with this coronavirus or like all the protesting. Like... You didn't hear anything no, about you FEMA did, camps. No, you did. There was it was. I didn't see anything. There was um, <clears throat> when everything started ramping up. There were people like, oh, everyone, they're going to take him to all the quarantine camps and blah blah blah, and that's going to be. It was, you know what I mean. So uh, yeah, I didn't hear anything about that myself yeah. personally. Well, but, you guys don't look for shit like that. Uh, on a side <laughs> note, <laughs> I want to keep my uh, browsing history nice and clean. <laughs> I'm definitely on some watch lists, yeah, so it's fine. <laughs> on a side Doesn't note, though, um, this <laughs> tropical storm Christabel is uh, supposed to be hitting the uh, the Gulf here soon. It's supposed to be uh, it's supposed to be pretty rough. So for all you oh, people really? in there, man, buckle up and you know. I don't know, actually, see, I'm looking at fucking FEMA camps. FEMA camps, and you guys are no. There's a hurricane about to destroy the so, country. Davy, Davy, go get some sandbags and some Davey. two by fours. Cover Where's, up your windows. Where is Davy at, anyways? He's in uh, Meridia. Where is that? Uh, across the, I think it's across from Cozumel. Okay. So he's on, is he on the coast? Yes. Stay safe, Davy. Stay safe, buddy. Yeah, man. Everybody down there. He'll please, just yell at it. Like, Chupacabra! 
The storm will just it'll move. It'll move. We, gotta get, we need that sound bite back, too. Yeah. yeah. Just wanted to make sure that I threw that out there. Like, if you're down there, you know, please be careful. If it's going up the coastline or whatever it's doing, you guys get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah, if I were you, I would buy that. a jet ski and I would ride it out. Literally? Just yes. fucking ride right, into the, ride right into the eye of that bitch. Just yeah. be sitting there like... Yeah. <laughs> just waiting on the waves. Just yelling like Lieutenant Dan. That's the best you got! <laughs> <laughs> so now there are even more theories for what lies beneath the airport, but some people think that the um, that something ordinary just lies beneath. Like tunnels for cargo trains, the baggage claim, um, not far from our... Lo- you know, the voca- eh, where you can actually rent um, vans and stuff. So... They're just saying it's just it could be just extra areas that they built just in case. It's bullshit. Well, right. you got to think though, it's if this bullshit. is one of the biggest airports, right? You're gonna have to have a pretty impressive baggage claim because there's so <laughs> much traffic going in and out. I'm just saying. I don't know if it needs to be like twenty. You know, 20. you know, in the meetings, the one guy's like they're talking about everything, and the one guy's like, um, "Excuse me, sir." The guy's like, uh, "Yes, Johnson." It's like, ah. Uh, we need to have an impressive baggage claim. Yeah. He's like the he's we, like in charge of the group. We are going yeah. to have tons of people from all over the world. We need an impressive baggage claim well, system. What Jones, exactly that one is not impressive enough? <laughs> what exactly do you need, Johnson? And then and then they built it and it yeah. didn't work and that dude got his fucking he got canned two oh, yeah. days later. Yeah. <laughs> How deep did you say? Twenty miles deep. <laughs> we need to move the earth. Uh, <laughs> get this guy out of here. So now let's talk about the fact that a lot of people think that there's just too much fuel there. All right. So the theory yeah, is, oh that's, yeah, jet fuel. A, that's yeah. a weird one too. So they believe that the fuel tanks around the airport are actually meant to power the underground bunker. Mm. In addition to the hills that surround what the, the hell's airport. in the bunker, you got to power with jet fuel. <laughs> it might not be jet fuel. Oh, oh. yeah, huh? Could be crystal meth. <laughs> It could be. That that fuels a lot of things. (laughs) So in addition to the hills that surround the airport, you may notice the large white fuel tanks that dot the landscape. These tanks hold more than 40% more fuel than any other airport around the world, including the world's largest airport. Uh, So why does the airport need so much fuel? According to the Denver International Airport's website, quote, the fueling system at DIA is capable of pumping 1,000 gallons of jet fuel per minute through a 28-mile network of pipes. Each of the six fuel farm tanks holds 65,000 barrels, which is uh, 2.7, uh, 2.73 million gallons of jet fuel. And So that's 2.73 million gallons in one tank? Correct. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, let's hope that place never gets bombed. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. So, however, conspiracy theorists claim that this is uh, completely unnecessary for a commercial airport. All right. So they're saying they don't need to have all of that. Why do they have it all? So instead, theorists believe these fuel tanks will serve as the power sources for the underground bunker when the world is plunged into its post-apocalyptic state. See, that's why. And see, Jeff, that's why it will never get bombed, because all the world's elite are going to go there. So they know not to bomb the airport. Yeah, but that's stupid. So, like, you have underground I never said it wasn't you're, stupid. you're going to hide said. out in. And yet the world above is getting destroyed and blown up or whatever. Guess what else is getting blown up? All those fuel tanks that are standing on top. So how are you going to power your Ninja Blender to make your smoothie? <laughs> it's a valid point. I don't know. All, I don't have all the answers. <laughs> we should have gone with solar power, Johnson. <laughs> what kind of what kind of Ninja Blender do you have that uses jet fuel? I just figure the it higher might ups. might not be jet fuel. Oh, yeah. Right. Crystal <sighs> meth. I forgot crystal meth. It could be empty for all we know. Yeah. Jeff's like, I need a, he's a, Jeff's like, I'm going to make a smoothie this morning. 
<laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. So now let's talk about the Australia antigen tile. So the theory is a tile in the Great Hall bears the letters all ag or A-U-A-G, alluding to the deadly Australia antigen. If you walk along the Great Hall in the Denver airport, look closely at the floor tiles. With a careful eye, you can pick out a tile engraved with a mine cart and the letters um, all ag or A-U-A-G. Some believe that the letters represent the chemical symbols for gold and silver, which would make sense. Uh, representing the gold rush um, in role in Denver's growth. Like we said, that's where Denver was founded is because of gold. Others, however, believe it has a more sinister meaning. Oh, man. Here we go. AUAG can also stand for the Australia antigen, which is a deadly strain of hepatitis. It has long been rumored that this strain could be used in bio-warfare. What's more, one of the founders of Denver's airport is reportedly the one who discovered the new deadly strain. Since the tile lies just below one of Tonguma's mur murals that supposedly portrays bio-warfare, conspiracy theorists believe this cannot be a coincidence. Theorists believe that this tile could be a clue to the New World Order's plan for taking over the world via bio-warfare. <laughs> God, I get chills every time. I do. I get it there. Moody's over in the back going, hit the button! <laughs> I still see the gopher. <laughs> so, yeah, so I do have an honest-to-God question here. Let's just say... I feel like that is kind of a stretch, but... But let's just say... Still fun to talk about. There is a new world order. Let's just say there is a, the, the elite, the Illuminati and all this. Why would they be putting hidden things out there for people like... So, ah, they're trolling, yeah. trolling people? Right. No, no, no. I had this discussion with somebody. Uh, and it wasn't necessarily about the airport. Uh, I brought this up, you know, the airport, but other things as well. And uh, that was his question was, why would they put it right out in the open like that? Right. And my response was, what fucking better place to put it? Because if you put it all right out in the open, you can deny everything. Because you can say, why would we put it right out in the open if there was something weird going on? Because people are going to be like, well, look at this and look at that. If you're trying to fucking hide it, and people find all this weird shit because they have to actually search for it, and it looks like you're trying to hide it, then it's harder to fucking explain away. But if it wasn't there to begin with, they wouldn't be searching for it. Yeah, but these fucking people are way too egotistical to not say what's going so on. So that's you know what, what I'm you're saying? saying. You're saying it's more so like dangle the carrot. We're fucking yeah. here, but you can't prove it even though all this shit is right here. Uh, okay, okay, why would okay. We, why would we put it out there for you guys to see if we were trying to keep it a secret? Oh. No, why wasn't I supposed to eat it? It's if, the whole if it wasn't in there. It's, it's the whole like hiding in plain sight thing. Sometimes <laughs> the best place to hide is right the fuck out there where everyone. You know what I mean? Makes sense. Speaking of uh, hiding in plain sight, let's talk about Nazis. Yeah, Nazis. Yeah, Nazi just, symbolism. This just, this just took a turn. Yeah. So the Hail theory Hydra. is. Yeah. So the theory is that Nazi symbolism exists in various places in the airport, possibly hinting at Nazi influence. If you fly a bluff. <laughs> if you fly above the Denver airport and look down, you can see the runways beneath you. The shape may look familiar. Swastika. It's, it's said that from the sky, the runways form a swastika, the infamous symbol of Nazi propaganda. This is what I skipped over earlier Okay. in that article. Okay. So now, do me a favor, Jeff. Can you look up an aerial view of the Denver airport? Because I want to see. There's like, a there's a couple that have the uh, swastika superimposed over the runways, and uh -huh. then you can find a couple that don't. And it's 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 kind of nice to compare them side by side. Because obviously, if you look at a picture of 
the runways with the with the swastika superimposed over it. That's all you see automatically, right? So if you can find one that doesn't have that superimposed I mean, over it, it, it's kind of this loads. I, I see where they get it from. Oh, that's a stretch. It is a Come stretch. On, that's but. a stretch. So revisiting the Tanguma mural, Children of the World Dream of Peace, the second tiles, soldier looks a lot like a nightmarish Nazi soldier. The green uniform with the three-point strap is strikingly similar to the uniforms worn by actual Nazis during World War II. Now, in the lower right-hand corner of the mural, there is a letter written by a child that reads, quote, I, want, I once was a little child who longed for other worlds, but I am no more a child, for I have not known fear. I have learned to hate. How tragic, then, is youth which lives with enemies, with gallo ropes, yet I still believe I only sleep today that I'll wake up a child again and start to laugh and play. First of all, no child talks like that. It's an adult saying he once was a child, but then he's known fear and whatnot, which if you've ever... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Adults used to be children? <laughs> Some adults are still children. <laughs> like us? <laughs> Hello! <laughs> so, ominously, the letter is signed. Hannes Hackenberg, 14 years old, died December 18, 1943, Auschwitz concentration camp. So, this is an actual camp, uh, a person that was in the concentration camp during um, the, the, the whole but not good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> good at it. Yeah. And, so... So it's a bad time. Spoken like a true scholar. Yeah, yeah. So, well, you know what I mean. I don't want to. It's so weird to tiptoe and not insult anybody or hurt anyone. That, I know, so it's I different just, times. Yeah. Don't you wish we were back in the 80s where you just say whatever the hell you want? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Fuck everybody. Well, I still say fuck Correct. everyone. So theorists believe that these uh, pieces of the mural suggest that the painting was commissioned by the New World Order to symbolize an imminent Nazi uprising that will occur via the underground bunker. Happen. So what do you no. think? What do you think, Moody? You think that one's uh, I, feasible? I, I, I don't see the Nazis taking over the world again, but I definitely, um, I could definitely, I could see. There's a lot of weird uh, coincidence with Nazi symbolism in buildings, and especially like government type shit. Like a lot of government buildings, if you look up like aerial views of them, are in that shape, which is kind of weird. Um, I mean, you couple that, you, you know, the, but it's such a common like shape. You know what I mean? Not saying that it's like not really right, but you think about it. But think about if you it, have like at the a same building, time, right? who designs a building and looks at their design because you got to do the blueprints and shit. And who's gonna look at that and be like, "Oh, look at that! It's a swastika." Nah, fuck it, build it anyways. See, like, I was gonna I, say that. I, I feel like I would go out of my way to be like, "Let's straighten this one out so it doesn't look like a fucking swastika." Yeah, can we do something different? But they probably don't think about that. They're probably looking at the property line, which is most likely square or rectangular, right? So how are you going to fit several wings and a connecting hub and have parking? I don't know. Let's just say, though, you know what I mean? Like, like logically think about it from. First of all, if it's the government, they can take anyone's fucking land they want to. So it's not that big of a deal. But in saying that, though, <laughs> like, yeah, get we off extra, my front yard, we need, punk. We need an extra two square miles. Yeah, just fucking take it from them. They don't give a shit. Yeah, but they didn't need to take it. Remember how much extra land is That's around this place? Like That's they could have easily like stretched them all straighten out. Them, no, straighten they needed up. that for the fuel source to power the blenders. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And it's not even necessarily, I'm, like, I'm not even just referring to, like, that one. Just, like, if you look at a lot of government buildings and, and, like, shit like that, there's a lot of, like, you a lot of times see, like, Nazi kind of stuff. You sure this in. isn't, like, a look in the clouds and, oh, do you see that, that bird? No. Like, that cloud's no. the shape of a bird. No, it's not, like, an ink no, blot no, drawing no. thing. No, it's, like, straight up, you look down on it, it's a fucking swastika, like, buildings and stuff like that. 
We'll be right back after this. What? What do you mean we're back to the show? Oh, shit. Hey, everybody, we're back to the show. Let's have a good time. All right, so we're talking about the Denver International Airport and all the conspiracies and stuff that have happened with it from from Nazis to the New World Order to to crazy um, uh, statues of horses that killed the person that created it. Like, it's just got a bunch of stuff going on with it. And truthfully, I have to uh, thank Michaela out there because she's the one who actually gave me the idea. So she was actually in the um, uh, in the bar and uh, she was sitting there talking about how she's been listening to the show. And she's like, oh, you guys got to check out the Denver airport. So I looked it up real quick. And that's when I sent that text over like, oh, the Denver airport. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, holy, because I'd never even heard about this at all. So let's now talk about some cracked windshields. Sounds pretty, uh, you know, normal, whatever. So in February of 2007, 14 planes ended up with cracks in 22 front and side panels of their windshields. It happened all within a 90-minute period. Some places were la- uh, some planes were landing, some taking off, and others in various sites around the airport. One plane was at about 19,000 feet when the crack happened. Could you imagine? <laughs> Just keep breathing. My butthole be like... like keep, sounds like wait. somebody manufactured some shitty glass. Wait, yeah. do you, wait do you get a little farther down. All you right. talk about butthole puckering? All right. So in several articles, it seems that no real consensus was reached as to what actually caused the cracks. There were a few opinions ranging from a large pressure change in the atmosphere, foreign debris blowing through the area, and extreme weather and cold. Having said that, addressing each issue brings up some interesting points. As far as a uh, pressure shift, the airplane windshields are designed to withstand great pressure shifts because of the pressurized cockpits and the changes in altitude. As for the foreign debris, the windshields are designed to withstand great impacts from foreign objects and birds striking at it at high velocities, which is, yeah, obvious. If I'm not mistaken, though, it's not even made out of glass. It's like sand, isn't it? I don't know. I probably yeah, it's probably I'm sure it's not me, actual. Do, I'm sure it's not actual glass. Do the Google. Let me do a little cha cha. The Federal Aviation Administration was brought in to investigate uh, due to the high number of incidences. Incidents. Is it incidents or incidences? That, that's an Ohio thing. Yeah, I don't know. I always plexiglass. I feel like it would just be incidents. Incidents. Multiple. Some, like multiple incidents. Multiple incidents. Incidents. Not incidences. So here's Not incidences. <laughs> just just a little that. a little side note. <laughs> incidences. Incidences. So just Probably. a little side note. I actually work with in my business. I work with a lot of Lexan and polycarbonate, like a ton of it. Okay. And it is very very difficult to crack. Yeah. Like it's very like, difficult. It's like thick, right? I laser cut it with nitrogen and it it doesn't crack. Oh, it wow. burns, but like it's very very hard to crack that. So just yeah, no, keep that is. in mind. It is. It's super it's, durable. It's, yeah. So the FAA had only 20 incidents of in-flight cracking since 1982. One of those incidents actually involved Oprah Winfrey's private jet and another involved <laughs> and another involved a British Airways jet where the entire front windshield exploded in flight and almost sucked the pilot out of the plane. Holy shit! There's your butthole pucker wow. right there, buddy. D- dude, fuck. Fuck. Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately, my stomach's like... Bleh. Oh, my yep. God. Luckily, it was able to land safely. Well, that's a good thing. I don't know how high up it was. I didn't, like, get into it too far, but, like... I wonder if that guy quit afterwards. I and like fuck this shit. I'm out. Not only that, imagine having to land a plane with shit in your pants. Yeah. <laughs> Bob, do me a favor. Go uh, go wash your ass and just crying like a five year old. Why don't you take a break for a while, Bob? Uh, Flight 107, you're clear for landing. <laughs> 
Okay. I'm coming in. Uh, float 107, everything okay? Oh, man. So while they determined that there were indeed very cold temperatures and winds that at times reached around 100 miles oh, per hour, shit. the FAA had no real concrete explanation as to what happened. Uh, that's where the conspiracies come in. Oddly, or oddly enough, one main conspiracy involves EMPs. No, not, <laughs> not my human EMP <laughs> because, dude, it's bad. Um, but actual EMPs originating from nuclear tests around uh, 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 underground in the bunkers. So the issue was blenders. Yeah. <laughs> the issue with this theory is everyone's, that everyone's trying to make smoothies at the same time. Yeah, right. Right. The, the waves are just like, <laughs> you guys are going to trip the breaker. Stop it. <laughs> There's like a flock of birds flying by. They just go right into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, you knocked down five airplanes. Stop it with the, your smoothie's not that important. Stop it. Something's going on underground. <laughs> so the issue with this theory is that an EMP would most likely destroy the electronics of the airplane before doing any damage to the windshield, which does make sense. Right. Okay. So, in saying that, they don't—they really never came to a conclusion as to what it would have been. I've so the final consensus that I found, like in the reports, was foreign object debris. They called it basically winds were blowing shit around and that high and up and cracked windshields. Now, my thing is this: planes fly at what five to eight hundred miles an hour, or something like that. And they got shit that hits the windshield. And it, literally, the windshields are made to not crack when something hits it going like 500 miles an hour. Right. Well, that's but why they're fucking, rounded the way they are. But some fucking dust and debris flying around it no. like 50 to 100 miles an hour is going to crack 20 fucking windshields. The only thing that I'm telling you. because It doesn't make sense. Again, that doesn't make sense. To me. It doesn't. Again, I work with that material every day. The only thing that's going to crack that would be extreme, like he's saying, extreme pressure change. So like if the cabin pressure... Offset but even that, the pressure like, outside that would cause it to it, it crack. could but even if there was that big of a pressure change like but, but some of these were on know, the ground just, yeah they, they were, were grounded on the ground planes. there were some in the air there were some like taxiing around like they were all over the place mm. it wasn't like all of them were just sitting there and boom so now, it's definitely we it's it's an odd it's an odd thing as opposed to like an emp or something like that could it have been maybe i don't know and this is just me it, I guess I would like to see what the actual cracks looked like. Yeah, I don't were know. they were I didn't they see. were they um, just like cracks in the windshield, like uh, like surface cracks, or did they go all the way through? Did it did it splinter and spider the windshield? Like, that I'm not sure. I didn't see any pictures, and I didn't. None of the articles I read really describe what the cracks were. Hmm, I'm gonna have to do some more um, research on that. And then the the other thing that uh, the other thing that I saw as possibly a reason for it um, was I guess the. Uh, some of the planes can plug in to the power grid of the airport and the windshields have internal heaters to keep the windshields warm. And they were saying that there could have been a power surge, which is all well ah. and good, but only like six of the planes were plugged into the power grid at the time. And, and plus a one that's flying at 19,000 feet is yeah. not going to be plugged right. in. So exactly. here's what, here's what they're saying is the plexiglass. If you envision it, the window, okay. It's bolted in, right? Right. So it's stabilized in place. Mm -hmm. um, what causes a fracture and cracking is stress on the actual plexiglass, which could be caused from a temperature change. So maybe it went from like a extreme hot to extreme cold quickly. And because it's in place, it can't expand because the material is made to kind of expand and contrast. A no, little right, bit. right. 
but that it's makes, bolted. It's bolted in sense. place, so it can't it can't move. And then the extreme temperature change or pressure change causes it to fracture because it can't move. It can't expand and sure, contrast but what with about, that. I mean, the fact that that would have to be one hell of a pressure change to affect planes at nineteen thousand feet, dude. Maybe there was planes a, taking a fucking, off, planes taxing around. Like they're all in different. Maybe spots. there was a solar flare from the sun at that moment or some shit in that area. I, you know, you never no, know. No, yeah, I'm not. You know. I'm not saying that, you know, there's any conspiracy behind it, but I'm, like, it's a weird fucking thing. Like, and I don't, you know, and from what I found, their explanation to me doesn't make sense. Do you think it was Samuel Jackson fighting Bruce Willis? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> like, I just don't, because they're saying that it was wind blowing debris around. And if you're, yeah, if those things are right. made to withstand getting hit by a fucking bird at 500 miles an hour, a 50 to 100 mile an hour wind blowing some fucking rocks at it. It's and not going to crack. The aerodynamics of it, it's it's meant to like if anything does hit it, it like yeah, it's the wind, out the side, yeah, just like exactly. a, like a like a plow on a right, truck. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just that's a that's a weird one that like conspiracy conspiracy theories aside, it's what a would, fucking weird incident. What would Chris say? We definitely need to talk to Chris about it because. Yeah. So now I'm looking up uh, actually what the weather was like. It was very cold, I guess, and they um, had snow. There was snow and uh, fifty to hundred mile an hour winds. That's what I read. Well then, yeah. Okay, so then think about it that way. You got an airplane cabin that's probably a comfortable like seventy degrees room temperature, but they're and then you got negative, whatever. On they're the made to withstand that because you know how cold it is when you're flying at fucking like thirty thousand feet. Right. They're made to withstand that, but they're supposed to be able to expand and contrast. If it was a a, a total extreme phenomenon, phenomenon. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, but you're Some saying you know what I mean? like a, you're saying that the weather would have had to have gone from like 90 degrees to like negative 20 degrees like that. And, and it was 14, in, and it was in February in Colorado, so it was yeah. probably just fucking cold all the way around. And they probably knew, I mean, it, they're used to that. Kind and if of that was there. the case, why didn't it happen to all of them? Maybe they use shitty like <laughs> So now <laughs> it's just it's a it's a weird it is it's very like weird. I said conspiracy theories aside it's a fucking odd it's an odd occurrence yeah like, that is crazy that by itself is like a weird fucking thing yeah for sure especially when you look at the numbers like the FAA they had twenty incidents since nineteen eighty two yeah and then all of a sudden in one in ninety minutes fucking fourteen planes had twenty panels crack what if those windows were machined wrong they were cut wrong. But they were all different. They were all different airlines, different planes, different types of planes. Well, no, hold on a second. Now you're you're onto something there. So what if the manufacturer, um, you know, maybe they were newer ones from a certain manufacturer? Because dude, they you know how uh, the plane companies and stuff like that they get their parts and stuff from the lowest bidder. Like whoever they can save the most money from is who they get their stuff from. So maybe they found somebody new, put them in these planes. Just those planes had it. But at the same time, don't you think that that would have been one of the first things they realized? Like, wait, these are all no. from the same no. fucking people. No, because I make parts for planes. So we do for uh, Boeing and some other ones. You know you know when you're on an airplane and you're sitting in the seat and they got the Wi-Fi and no smoking symbol? Mm -hmm. That overlay? We actually make those for a lot of, lot of not all of them. Right. But, but we make they... those. So if there's us, my shop, and then there's like... <laughs> A handful of fifty others. I think no, so you have see, no, fifty different manufacturers doing it all a different way. I think but you're saying you, you'd be able to trace it. You back. can trace that shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, you could trace because it. Because we like like we do shit for GE. Mm. We're not the only ones that make a certain light. Right. But if GE has a problem, they know exactly what fucking shop out of the hundred shops make those lights that so, that came from. Right. Maybe they did trace it and you just didn't hear about it. Maybe it's a cover up. I feel you like know what I mean. I feel like that would have been like one of the first things that came but out. Why would it be reported to the public? Why would the public even care? They why would the just, public? Why would the public care if a fucking wind gust 
fucking flew a seagull into the windshield. But no, I'm it's just the same saying, goddamn like, thing. why would that be released to the public that, oh, we had a faulty manufacturer on Plex on Plexiglass Windows? Because that's windows. probably something that I would want to fucking know if I was flying in a plane that got that's not gonna make from like, a faulty company. But that's not going to make like the top 20 on Google headlines. You're never going to see that. And it's not, not going to be that, in a news report. Let's, let's It'd be, be buried really far deep. You'd have to really dig for that. Or or there was a you know a payoff for something <laughs> that somebody said, listen, man, keep this off the freaking grid. Or that. But that see, happens all, right, all the time. Well, because, at, I mean, stocks plummet. At the, same, at the same time with that, though, the amount of digging that I did into it, I feel like I would have found somebody like, hey, we think this is, there is no mention of anything like that anywhere. No mention of it. Well, maybe because we're smarter than they are. No. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about the last one in this and the Denver airport. Okay. Because we could probably spend all day discussing these. Please please be the lizard people because I did see that. It's the lizard people. (laughs) Yeah. I saw that. I was like, I hope we go over this. So the theory is that shape-shifting <laughs> lizard people called reptilians are using the airport <laughs> as a base to take over the world. All right. So the last theory here is about the Denver International Airport is just another explanation for what lies beneath the airport. Instead of bunkers or shelters, some claim that the airport's underbelly is actually home to a race of shape-shifting lizard aliens yes. known as reptilians. In order to take over the good, world. I got a good little thing here about nice. this, too. In order to take over the world, they take the shape of humans in order to gain political power and influence society. Some people claim to have spotted these reptilians in the airport, yet many remain skeptic. I love this theory. I love anything that has to do with reptilians. So so a few things that I've read about that is uh, apparently there's the theory that a lot of these tunnels uh, that they dug actually go to different Air Force bases um, like throughout that area. and so there was a transportation at one point, thing. Right. And at one point they had dubbed, there were people dubbing the Denver airport as area 52. Okay. Because like they, everything kind of shifted over to this as a central base of like all this stuff. So that was kind of crazy. And I found this, um, I found this article about, um, they talk about a book that was written and, uh, it says chapter 11 of the book is uh, an interview with an unnamed former security officer at Dolce who weaves an astounding tale of an epic centuries long battle between, <laughs> between, <Jesus> Christ. <laughs> between a reptoid race called the Dracos and a breed of extraterrestrials known as the Orion Greys and the secret class of humans who belong to the New World Order. That's it. That's how the windshields cracked. The reptile was out there on the <laughs> there runway. And it cracked on the windshield. There's something on the wings. <laughs> so, something. <laughs> so the, uh, it says the former guard says that all of these underground bases are connected via subterranean highway systems. Like what they're talking about at the airport. Okay. Uh, so there's a little excerpt here. It says there may have nevertheless, there, there may have nevertheless been a reptilian presence below North America within the caverns that dates back several centuries However, a massive reptilian infestation of these underground systems seems to have begun near the beginning of the 20th century. Mount Archuleta might be considered the capital of the alien segment of, <laughs> of the secret New World Order government. Uh, and in, in parentheses, it says Bavarian Draconian. So it says the secret and then in parentheses, Bavarian Draconian New World Order government in America. With the deep underground systems beneath the Denver International Airport being the capital of the human segment of the secret government. Wow. So this this was a book um 
And they this was an interview with a a former guard at the Dolce base, now, which is another the, spot that people talk about. Who did the interview? David Icke? Um <laughs> Because please tell me you guys know who David Icke is. No, yeah, I know who he is. It says that the book is uh, is called the Dolce Book, and it was written in 1999 by someone identified as Branton. Hmm. So I don't want anyone knowing my real name because this could get me in a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, you or, mean you're or, fucking crazy? <laughs> or he still wants to try to get laid after he writes the book? Dude, David Icke so, is fucking insane. Yeah, Have you ever listened to that dude? That dude. He is the biggest whack job I've ever heard in my Didn't life. He used to be a soccer player. Yeah, I don't know what the hell he, he used, used to, to be, be. Like a or a football. Is he one of them uh, infomercial? Yeah, Infowars guys. guys. Yeah, he's, he's crazy. He's not. In fact, Facebook. It's fun. It's like, fun as shit. Shut down him. his page and shit because of the shit he was spewing. Like it's he's fun fucking, to listen to though. He, yeah, if you listen to it as in like holy shit, it's this the guy's same crazy. way. Yeah. It's the same way as uh, what's his name? Fucking Alex Jones. Alex yeah, Jones. Yeah, yeah. I love listening to him because he's a lunatic. Yeah. Like, I, I gotta admit, you just gotta. If you don't take anything, I'm retarded. If you don't take anything he says at face value, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's so fucking stupid. Anyway. But yeah, so apparently that's uh, ground zero. That's what he says there is that um, the Denver International Airport is the capital of the human segment of the secret government involved with the reptilians and all these ancient wars against aliens and shit. Sounds legit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right. So that Which, right uh, there. That's, that would be my personal. Uh, that's the one I believe. That's your one you believe? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. Absolutely. Of course. Aliens. Which one do you believe? Out of aliens. These? Jeff? I think it was a bad manufacturer and, and it's just... <laughs> Over the uh, windshields. And I think they had an abundance of uh, income, and that's why they spent so much on the airport so that they could claim further income down the road. So, you know, they're like, I have a $2 billion airport. I get this much. Right. You know. <laughs> Booty's eating a candy bar right now. <laughs> I just muted him so it wasn't me. so loud. It was, nice. just, it was a rapper. <laughs> but it's, if like you have try, a, it's like trying to eat a snack at midnight and not wake anybody up. Yeah. yeah. If you have a four billion dollar airport, you're gonna get more. I don't know what do you call it. Uh, Congos. The, yeah. I don't <laughs> you know. know you know what I'm saying? I think, I think, but see now, and there. See, this is the crazy thing: is they're about to expand it even more. Well, sure. Why not? And people are like, it's firing up all the theories. Like all the conspiracy people are coming out of the woodworks again. Like, whoa, what are you doing? We don't, you're already the second largest in the fucking world. Like, why do we need, you know, what are you expanding for? What could you possibly need to build more? We need for? to be the biggest, the like, best. So we it's need like, room it's, for Auntie Anne's pretzel shop. <laughs> <laughs> they got all that weed money, man. They're like, fuck it. We got too much know, money. Man. Let's just build the airport. Cause yeah. they do. They have a surplus it's, of money now. There's a lot. I mean, it's. It's fun to look into, and it's one of those, it's a rabbit hole one, because you can get, I had to stop at one point. I found this website I told you about. Yeah. It's called the DIAConspiracyFiles.com. I thought uh, I thought it was still recent, but uh, when I looked, it looks like the last, um, it looks like the last, uh, like the newest ones were like in the early 2000s, like 2009-ish, I think was the last, one of the last things, or 2013, it might have been up there. Um but it posts tons of it, it's all it's got it split up into um, different sections as there's one for the New World Order, the Masons, underground bases, the murals. And, and it goes through and collects tons of articles and everything that people write about all these things. So it's like, one big collective of all this it's shit. It's a big man. collective of everything And the like as I'm looking through it, it's kind of cool because it does it'll post like things for conspiracies and people speaking out against the conspiracies. Right. So there's a little bit of everything. And like it, it has one, it down to like tweets. Like people will tweet about it and it'll post the fucking tweets about it. Oh, that's awesome. Um so, so one middle aged man living in his mom's basement created this? Possibly. Cool. Most likely. But moody. it's it was it's, moody. 
It's a killer, <laughs> dude. It's a really cool resource. Like if you've never heard about any of this stuff before, it's a cool resource to go look. And the funny thing is, like, I figured that something like that would come up right away when I Googled it. And like, I looked for about two days looking into this shit. And then it took like two or three days of looking before I actually found this website. So, um, but there's a lot of really cool stuff in there. Like if you guys want to look into it more, like I said, it's a, like a, it's a rabbit hole type deal. There's a ton of crazy things. Everyone's got their own opinions. What, what? Are you looking at Is it the alien on the cover? Nice. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a guy it's, with it's, a lizard head. This is real. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. No, but uh so if you guys are if you guys want to get into it more and you know 90 million Americans believe aliens exist. They fucking should. They do exist. Well, the government did just come out and say UFOs are real. Yeah. Recently, so they've known. Yeah, they've known that for a while. So anyway, that's been the ride on the Denver airport and you guys yeah. like you said go out there to this website and what's the website again uh, it's called the it's called DIA conspiracy files.com get on there and check it out if I'll put a link in the description more, if you want to look for more stuff about it and you guys can go in there and look and it's all kind we literally could keep going and going and going with yeah. all this shit so it's absolutely crazy uh, my favorite part not favorite part but the most tragic part to me is the guy um, Yemenez who uh, made the uh, Lucifer yeah and then <laughs> You know, in honor of his father, and who, and then <laughs> that he dies from getting yeah. his legs severed by that's a fall. Cra- that's a crazy story. It's dude. crazy, man. So I can understand how people would be like, "Oh yeah, it's haunted." Well, got the guy died during the, the creation statue, of it. Yeah, man. yeah. So I <laughs> guess I was reading about that like after it broke because it wasn't done yet, and basically it said that his estate paid to have it finished. So I don't know who actually finished the statue, but uh, I guess uh, after he died, his estate funded. Uh, funded the finishing of the statue so i don't i want to know who finished the statue oh my God. uh yeah it had to be well, i didn't yeah, i didn't it, look into that but i'm sure, I'm sure you can it. find it out pretty yeah. easily but so jeff's over here laughing because uh he's looking up all these people who are lizard people and apparently beyonce <laughs> they have a picture of her caught uh morphing or changing it says, headline says beyonce beyonce caught shape shifting in front of celebrities and it's a picture where she's got a goofy looking face like where she's on stage Dude, and she's dancing it. and she's like there was a video that came out there was a video that came out a couple years ago that uh, it was apparently, it was a see, it was like of a secret service agent or something, and uh, they said that you could see him like, like when he turns or whatever, like you can see him like kind of shift into like yeah. a, a reptilian or whatever. I don't believe that shit at all. Justin, Justin, <laughs> uh, apparently Justin Bieber is also a reptilian. Yeah, that's just okay. And, I believe that. And Taylor yeah. Swift. Yeah, I believe that as well. That's fine. Okay, so those two I believe. The rest of them no. Anyway, or, or they're clones. Depends on what you want to believe. We'll be right back. After this, what? what do you mean we're back to the show? Oh shit! Hey everybody, we're back to the show. Let's have a good time. Woo-hoo! So now we are going to do uh, a somewhat of a new spot. A uh, it's 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 a re renamed and reinvigorated, uh, in, reinvented, rein reinstalled, rein re-evaporated. Reimagined. Reimagined. There's what I was looking for. I don't know if that fits there, but I like it. Well, guess what? It's this. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our new segment, WTF. Or as I like to say, what the f***? (laughs) (laughs) It's WTF. Jeff, what is it this week? Well, it's actually pretty interesting. So we get a lot of feedback from time to time on our uh, forum, our, on Facebook, our group. 
And this week, we got a submission from a one Kevin, your buddy, listener of the show. Kevin, good dude. Good dude. And uh, apparently he, I, I'm assuming he was searching for something on Wish. <laughs> and if you don't know, Moody, can you explain Wish for those people out there that don't know what Wish is? It's like a I poor, know you're an avid Wish person. It's a, it's a poor man's Amazon. It's basically like a Chinese Amazon. And uh, they have the most ridiculous crap on there. And anyone who's on Facebook, I'm sure you've gotten one of their ads pop up with some questionable material on it. I've actually seen you and Chris or Minsky oh, go yeah. back and forth. Me, yeah. and, me and Chris want to make a YouTube channel where we buy the, the ridiculous crap that they do it and like try it out or like wear it. <laughs> but it's all recommendations from Wish, right? Right, 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 right. Right. Yeah. So you like you know how like if you're searching on Google or Facebook or whatever and you're like, let's say you're looking for uh, a new tool at Home Depot and then the next thing you know, all your feed is all about yeah. DeWalt and tools and whatnot. It's kind of that kind along those lines, right? Yeah, but I don't think Wish quite has the algorithm down (laughs) because uh, you get some weird shit pops up that has nothing to do with anything. So, so anyways, he he submitted this photo, a screenshot, and it's on our it's on our uh, group, (laughs) and it it appears to be a polo shirt that is a onesie. Right? Yeah. Yeah, like a, right? like how a baby has a onesie that like yeah. snaps at the crotch. Kind of like, like a, of what do the wrestlers wear? A singlet? Singlet? Yeah, it's like a singlet polo. Singlet. Basically. Singlet. But without legs. It doesn't have, it just snaps at the crotch like a baby onesie. Right. So he, he posted that. He's like, he tagged me in it. He said, I'm just going to leave this right here. <laughs> so Kevin, I'm going to audibly tag you and I'm going to leave this right here. Hey, all right. Well, I got a friend named Kevin Who sent me an image from Wish It's a one-piece bathing suit for a guy It's a polo that's blue and weirdish What the fuck is wrong with Kevin? Sending weird shit to the show a blue onesie made for a grown-ass man Wonder what he doesn't want us to know Oh, Kevin, what the hell's wrong with you? Why were you searching for that? You could've gone on Amazon And searched for a brand new hat Dear Kevin, we enjoy the input We love that you are a fan But sending us a shirt that's attached at the balls Is something we don't understand So Kevin, please find a doctor And tell him there's something wrong When you posted that crap on my podcast forum I said, what the hell's going on? And maybe you're just bored at home Corona has us all fucked up Your search history looks like you need a nice break Perhaps Google isn't for some of us So if you're friends with Kevin And you want to unfriend him right now I don't think anybody would be misunderstanding Because he acts like a goddamn clown So what the fuck is wrong with Kevin? Perhaps we'll never hear 
The crazy part is he's a close friend of mine, and now things just got fucking weird. Ah, uh, we're just playing, Kevin. We love your posts. Thanks for listening to the show. But seriously, I think there's something wrong with you, buddy. You might want to get that looked at, checked out, figured out. <laughs> so there you go, buddy. Uh, there you go, Kevin. Holy shit, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and that is what the fuck for this fucking week. Because we can say fuck because we're allowed and we're fucking grown ass fucking men. That's right. That's right. <laughs> all right passengers we hope you enjoyed your ride with us and uh on the denver airport and man so many conspiracies so so many so many conspiracies Whoa. so many looks don't forget to head on over to the midnight train podcast and sign up for the midnight bonus train to access all kinds of awesome tidbits you won't get anywhere else at our website you can buy some super sweet merchandise at our new store we will donate 10 percent of every sale to the national association on mental illness all right. Also, we're uh, going to be posting the uh, the, uh, the crawfish the, uh, crawfish boil uh, footage. Extra con- bonus yeah. content, yeah. bitches. Bonus There's content, some actually yeah. funny footage from your wife. We interviewed her. She right. is not happy. Oh man, it's it's pretty funny. She yeah. wanted me to. <laughs> she was like, uh, yeah, "Please don't play that." And I'm like, mm, "No." <laughs> and she's like, "You're not getting any more sweets." I'm like, "That's." Fine. <laughs> she was drunk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she wasn't that bad. Most of us were drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was fun. So it was fun. Yeah. Except for the fact that I had to uh, take like back roads home yeah. because we thought there I was going to be a okay. writing. So funny story about that. I heard the the route that you took them and it makes no goddamn sense to me because you were trying to avoid riding. You drove through the fucking hood, dude, because they were all downtown. Why would I want to go through downtown? The, the hood, everybody like or the bad spots over there. Like nobody was there, dude. It was barren. Barren. It's not a chance I would have been. Well, yeah, but I wanted to you just, just could have go gone, completely you around. Gone down 91 and called it a fucking day. Well, I didn't because I you know why? Because I'm a goddamn man, Moody. And also my sister said she had to let you borrow some things because you were uh, ill prepared. I didn't think I was going to need my gun. <laughs> I didn't think the shit was going to go down like that. And seriously, I was like, I had my gun with me, but I didn't, it wasn't loaded. I didn't have any sh- um, any shells or anything. And, oh, and she had hers and I was like, uh, can I borrow a couple just in case? <laughs> and it was she, crazy then, though. And then like, she laughed even more because you gave them back to her. Yeah, I was like, because I have my own. I felt bad. I'm like, I'm not, dude, those things are expensive. It's like basically what, a buck 25 oh, a yeah. And also, also Chainsaw uh, informed me how you stopped on a side road somewhere and got out of your car and pissed next to a porta potty not in it yeah i didn't see that until afterwards yeah yeah you know what it was fun it was an adventure <laughs> shut up i'm not talking anymore <laughs> so <laughs> so we do have a new passenger forum on our website instead of using the facebook group where we'd like to, you guys to join up like we talked about earlier get in there it's absolutely free and myself moody and jeff will be on there talking to you as uh, often as possible it's free unless you want to give us money for something correct which you can always do <laughs> I mean, please we'll feel free. It. Yeah, you can always send that to the Midnight Train Podcast at gmail.com <laughs> um, via PayPal. I mean, yeah, that's completely absolutely. fine. I mean, absolutely. it'd be nice just to, I mean, we do put a lot of work in it. Let's this. buy John a couple of bullets. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and so, by the way, um, we did get a little bit of um, um, Correct. Some I was money just about to say that. For we, uh, the crawfish, except. Um, we, we had talked to Rex. And he won. He has decided that he wants fish instead of another crawfish. So everyone so, that has donated, um, especially you, Christina out there, uh, you're going to help get a fish. We're going to set up a nice little fish tank for him and get him some fish, and he's going to be excited. Yeah, so he's excited about getting some fish. That's so that, awesome. That's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. So thank you guys again for donating to that. 
although he did change his mind, but he's three, right? He is three. Yes. Right. He's going to change his mind for eight more times. Yeah. yeah. He told me he was going to slap me yesterday, too. That's pretty awesome. I told him to knock it off or I was going to smack him. He just looked at me and said, I'll smack you and then ran away. <laughs> so it begins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and of course, listen, everybody keeps asking how they can help keep the steam in our engines. Well, the best thing you guys can do is like, subscribe and rate us on your favorite podcast platform. And most importantly, share the midnight train to everyone Word of mouth is how we're just going to get more passengers on this train and continue to bring weekly episodes, which we are getting a lot more. So if you're new here, we hope you don't judge us from the last episode. And uh, this one hopefully turned out a little bit better than that one did. Um, It was fun. It was fun. It was weird. It It was weird. It was definitely. I get where people would be weirded out by it. Yeah. Hopefully that wasn't anybody's first episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. If it, if is, it was, please, we hope you yeah. came back to try another one. Because yeah, yeah, maybe we'll just erase that one. <laughs> like it didn't happen. Yeah. So listen, you guys really do keep the train moving, and we can't thank you guys enough for listening. Like it really means the world to us. The way you guys interact with us, the way you're a part of what we're doing, um, and it, it's just it's fun for us, and we really enjoy it. I mean, this is what why we do it. Yep. We're not making any money doing this. We just like getting together and. We like drinking wine and swishing it, but not drinking it. Just smelling it and looking at murals. And ascots. Right. Right. So, listen, <laughs> next week, I've decided to flip it a little bit. And next week, we're oh. actually going to be diving into the... Uh, hold on a second. The Manhattan Project. Oh, nice. Yeah. We're going to talk about the Watchmen? Yeah, we're going to... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, nice. What's his name? Doctor, Manhattan or, yeah, Dr. Dr. Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah, Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna dive into the Manhattan Project. If you don't know what that good is, it's a good time. Yeah, it's it, you're first of all you're gonna have to listen to find out. But it's basically when they were trying to attempt to, uh, well, they did with the uh, nuclear atom, um, atom, bomb. atom bombs and whatnot. So it's yeah. it's 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 kind of a fucked up story too. Like uh, yeah. the way the everything went down with that. So it'll be really fun to dive into that because I think it's a great story. Yeah, it's, you know? uh, it's interesting. It's right, part of it's a part of our history. It is a part of our history. So we want to thank you guys again for hanging out with us, for for being a part of what we do. And, uh, you know, you guys are awesome. And thanks for being here for the Denver airport, which is fucking insane. Yeah. You guys got anything to say before you roll out? If you go to Denver airport, take some pictures and post them on our thing. Yeah, that'd be cool. If anyone's anyone's ever been there and seen the stuff that we've talked about, uh, I I went out to Denver when I was very young um, and I I wasn't at the airport, so I don't know any of this stuff. Uh, I've never seen it in person, but if you've ever been there and you've seen this stuff, I'd, I'd love to hear like what it's actually like in person. And if you've seen anything kind of weird that we didn't touch on that you might want to bring up, or if you know anything that we didn't talk about. If you're from the Denver area. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys happen you know, to know something. You definitely know more than we do. Yeah. like If you're a reptilian, know. please call in. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. And speaking of, I also, I think here in the uh, next upcoming uh, weeks, I do want to do... A uh, a ride on um, uh, the Freemasons and actually have Chris Ermensky on. Yeah, I think we should actually have him sit in Does with he, us. Is he a Freemason guy? He's like, is, super into that. Really, Excellent. super into it. Yeah, yeah. So I know, like I said, I know a couple guys that are Masons. Man, let me know. I'll talk to him and see what I can dig up. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We should do that. I'm pretty tight lipped about it, but so in the meantime, we're going to come back next week with the Manhattan Project, and we are going to be throwing up that uh, footage up to uh, on the bonus train, um, which probably will drop Tuesday along with this episode. I would assume, right? Sure. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, hopefully, you guys are listening right now. It's Tuesday, and you can go over and listen to that uh, that footage from the, the boil, <laughs> which was so much fun. So, again, on behalf of Jeff, Moody, and myself, as we always say about this time, choo-choo, motherfuckers! Tonight in the Boxcar.
we have the amazing new track, Somewhere Over the Rainbow from the band Tijuana Sunrise. Check it out. Next week the guys run a train on the Manhattan Project, the code name for the American Project set up in 1942 to develop an atom bomb. Stay tuned.